You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. Welcome to Hit My Music. I am David Kincannon, your host, and my guest this week is a former wrestler and manager from Ring of Honor. It's where you might know him from. You might know him from his podcast, An Honorable Mention, or you might know that he currently works uh, for All Elite Wrestling. I would like to welcome to the show Shane Hagedorn. Thank you very much. Very, very excited about this one. Awesome. I'm glad you're here. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, we're going to just jump right into it. Uh, do you remember when you were a kid, who was responsible for playing music around you? Was it your parents, grandparents? Do you have any older siblings? Uh, no siblings. It was deaf. It was parents and, and my grandparents. Um, I only had grandparents on my mother's side. My dad's parents both passed away before I was ever even born. Um, and, uh, they are born, they're from Mexico. So with them, I had a lot of, uh, of, of Mexican music, Spanish language music. Um, with my with my grandparents um, with my parents it was a a whole different thing like my dad was very rock centric and so he had a lot of vinyl um, Black Sabbath Zeppelin Doors but then we also had like Thriller on vinyl we had <laughs> the Broadway version of Peter Pan on oh. vinyl from like the seventies. I was okay. born in seventy nine, so uh, it, it, you know. And then some Beatles, although I didn't really know we even had that until ten years ago. <laughs> and then you know, my mom was much more of uh, she had some like rock leading, but she was much more like the, I always associate the Carpenters with my mom, <laughs> and like at my when I got married, uh, we danced to a Carpenter song. Oh, lovely. Uh, me and my mom. And then, but also country music. Like, I mostly associate her with c- country music because okay. that's a strange, random thing. One of the cars that she had after my parents separated, it only got the local country music station. <laughs> so anytime we were in that, uh, oh man, what was the kind of car was it? I'm forgetting, but uh, there there was many an urban legend of this car being blown away by the wind off the Mackinac Bridge. (laughs) And so I had a lot of exposure to, like, Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson, uh, Brooks and Dunn through that. And also some, a little bit of, uh, like, opera. You know, she introduced me to, like, Phantom of the Opera. That was one of the soundtracks that we played a lot. Um, So, yeah, my, my musical upbringing just from my parents was all over the place. Right. Uh, and that was, you know, before I started even picking my own music and what I wanted to listen to. Well, that gets into the next question. Do you remember when you started picking your own music? So the first cassette tape I remember buying myself was probably Appetite for Destruction. Okay. And Solid choice. Yeah, yeah, and I had that for, and then I know I remember buying uh, MC Hammer, uh, Vanilla Ice. Nice. I had CNC Music Factory tape. Nice. I had uh, 
Belbiv DeVoe cassette, but not like Poison. I had the WBBD Boot City nah, the remix the album. Yep. Yes. I had like a bootleg of Color Me Bad. Nice. Uh, I yeah, it was it was also all over the place. Um I had uh Pyromania, uh, Def Leppard's Pyromania on, on a cassette tape as well. And just whatever randomness i'd hear like one in one song and you know that at that point they wouldn't singles were a thing right you'd have you know the cassette tape would have one song on one side one song on the other so if they made a single for it i'd buy that cassette tape and use the two songs as my judgment on whether or not i wanted to buy the full uh the full lp full ep whatever the case may be makes sense yeah and then it just progressively you know my music tastes i feel like with music you don't your tastes don't you don't necessarily outgrow what you always liked it just it changes evolves like sure. I, I i my biggest example of that is insane clown posse okay i was a huge juggalo for a few years there um being from michigan and being obviously from michigan and uh you know it's not something i i, I listen to like ever anymore but every once in a while <laughs> I can still pop that in and remember all the words. It's, you know, it stucks, it sticks with you. All of the music you ever listen to sticks with you. And I don't think you ever, uh, I don't know. That's why I feel like it's not guilty pleasure. Right. I liked it. Oh. Embrace it. You and I are so like simpatico, just like, so, yeah. so we're around the same age. I'm, I'm like maybe a year or two older than you. Um, okay. I like almost every tape you listen, you listed, I had. Like I can okay. remember my little my little zippered black uh, cassette carrier that I had in my room. Like had almost everything that you listed. I did have uh, WBBD Boot City on CD, but awesome. Um, and like I I feel that same way about about quote unquote guilty pleasures. It's it's what you liked at the time, and there was a reason for it. Yeah. So, like, I love George Michael. Like, oh, Father yeah. Figure is, like, one of the greatest songs ever made. Absolutely. I recorded <laughs> the entire Casey Kasem's Top 40 one day. <laughs> and it turned out that day, Father Figure was number one. Nice. Yes. And at that point, I didn't have any idea on how to change, uh, you know, LP, SP, you know, ELP right. recording settings. So, uh yeah, I had about six tapes to record before <laughs> Casey Kasem's Top 40, just so I could record Father Figure. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, exactly. There's no, it's not a guilty pleasure. No. no. Uh, what was your first favorite artist or band? Allison Chains. Okay. All right. Uh, as evidenced by the fact that I have three or four Alice in Chains songs in my entrance music catalog. Yep, we, will, we will definitely uh, get there. Yes, Al- Alice in Chains. I was very much, um, as I came up uh, kind of into my own you know, teenage years, uh, my musical taste very much bent towards like Seattle grunge sure. scene. Alice in Chains, um, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, like the, Nirvana. And also towards um, Nine Inch Nails, very much. Uh, very, very heavily with Nine Inch Nails as well. Um, okay. And then also uh, into the, like, gangster rap. Okay. Um, through like Easy e Dr. Dre, Snoop, uh, Tupac, Ice Cube, NWA. Um, 
a lot of that was uh the, based off the juice sound the juice oh, movie soundtrack nice uh and, and then the Great menace movie. to society movie soundtrack those kind of um steered me that way and the movie deep cover uh mm-hmm. yeah it's it's uh all, all of those th- those are kind of the two paths my musical leanings went down when i was a uh, you know, early teens was but, that yeah, uh Alison chains was the number one by far okay was that influenced by friends or just what you were seeing on mtv or i know you like you said the the movie juice and the soundtrack um, um i uh, i mean a little bit some of it was friends okay uh some of it was friends and I, some of it was, you know, the other media I would consume, you know, film. And it just, that's what resonated with me. Interesting. Yeah, that's what that, that's it. That, that's what, especially the, the, the grunge stuff. That's what resonated with me, what stuck with me. And uh, to this day, that that's, you know, I guess if there's, if you look at any kind of music as like comfort music, that that's my comfort to music. Right. Um, and then that kind of also dovetailed into, uh, I would say my overall favorite band because they still exist is uh, Local H. Okay. Um, would be my other, like, a Local H and Allison Change, like a one and two, but like Allison Change, it's the original incarnation. Right. Uh, with Lane Staley. I, I like, the, I like the, the current singer, but it's not the same connection. Sure. So I totally get that. Local H is still is probably is the number one. Um, okay. but Allison Chains was the definitive. Okay, um as a former sort of juggalo light kind of person, uh let's let's dig a little bit into that since you mentioned <laughs> it. Um were you since since you were in Michigan, were you on to ICP right from the start or did you come in later? With the ringmaster album okay so i guess that would have been the second joker's yeah, card yep i think so uh, yeah yeah so with the ringmaster's album that's okay. kind of when i when i discovered them um and then i went and saw them in concerts and uh th- this is an example of why i say that they are one of the best live experiences and why the like juggalo idea i think gets a bad rap by anyone who's never experienced it so uh, halloween 1997 um, whichever album it was that came out i guess uh, that would have been, been great malenko great malenko and the in the liner notes had a backwards message held it up in the mirror and it said meet us behind st andrew's hall at midnight on october 31st <laughs> for a surprise so me, my 14 or 15-year-old cousin, and sort of my freshman year of college, so me, my 14, 15-year-old cousin, and one of my other friends from high school uh, decided we were just going to do this. You know, let's go wander down this back alley <laughs> behind this uh, old old church that's been converted into a music venue. This does not look at all like a suspicious drug deal going down. <laughs> but we walk back there after going to the first show, and there's a person in there handing out tickets for a surprise second show at a different venue. Nice. Like, yeah, for just out of, really, it's a free show. You don't have to pay to get into this. You just had to go show up in the shady alley right. and hopefully not get arrested. <laughs> but it, uh, like that, that was one example of how I'm like, wow, this is 
kind of surprising and they really treat their fans well yeah another one was at that earlier show the first show during the kind of hype music before the concert officially started uh blind by corn kicked in and one person in the in there just started like seriously like slamming at everybody and he was very much trying to instigate a fight and in i fully anticipated it turning into a fight but no like everybody parted and they're like no man calm down we're all family here clown love we're all juggalos we don't do that here it was like the complete and utter opposite of what i expected from that audience i expected like a fight and it was like nope we're all family we love each other we're all here for the same reason for the music to be doused in fago and it, it was just i just kind of gave me a whole new perspective on what that scene was yeah yeah it's definitely not what people who haven't been there think it is no 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 and i probably i think i saw him like th- beyond those those two shows in one night i saw him another like three or four times okay uh live one with um <laughs> the strangest one was their headlining busy bone from bone thugs and harmony was an opener oh. and um biohazard was the other opener nice. because cole chamber had gotten kicked off the tour because of sharon osborne mm, yes uh, yeah yeah, that was one of the strangest concert lineups I have ever been that, to. That is that is odd to be sure. Uh, did you ever get to go to a gathering? No, I never. I never got to attend a gathering. No. Yeah, me neither. Now the um, the Halloween show, the the Halloween show is probably the closest to uh, because when I was going, I don't think they'd even started the gatherings yet by then. Sure. Because that was like ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. I don't remember when the gatherings actually started. I don't either, off the top of my head. Uh, so um what were either one of those your first concert or had you been to concerts before you went to icp so the first concert i remember is like that i can say that i just consider my first concert was Mm -hmm. uh very very 90s it was bush as the headliner with no doubt and the goo goo dolls as the openers nice at the Breslin Center in East Lansing. I'm yeah. a huge I'm a huge ska fan and like no doubt and the Mighty Mighty Boston's were kind of like my entry into ska. Uh, so like uh I've, I've, No Doubt is awesome. I, I ended up seeing them no doubt as the headliner with Weezer and Face to Face opening. Nice. Um like the following year. It was like a following year. Okay. Because then I saw Bush that summer. I saw in the same week I saw Bush Oh man, with oh, I wish I could remember the name of the band, but the guy looked like a, a a broke version of Iggy Pop, and he dove off the stage onto empty seats at Pine Knob, oh my. which is now called the DTE Energy Music Theater. But there was nobody in those seats to oh catch him, so he just like dove on the 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 the, the fixed seats. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the name of the band, but yeah, I saw Bush and that band, and then like. The next day, I saw uh, No Doubt with Weezer and Face to Face. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, that Bush No Doubt Goo Goo Dolls, that's what I consider my first concert. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, do you have that any musical talent? Experience. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, absolutely not. Okay. I am. I, I have no shame in singing, and my wife, uh, I punish her constantly in the car. <laughs> Um, but I, yeah, I have, I have no shame in singing at the top of my lungs while I am driving if I'm feeling it. But I cannot sing whatsoever. I love it. 
I love it. That's great. Uh, what what kind of stuff do you listen to now? So I've um, I I try like it's still kind of all over the place. Like sure. today, uh, driving in the car with my son, I he was seven years old. He I popped on uh, the instrumental Doctor Octagon. Oh, nice! But it's the sure. instrumental version. There's an instrumental version of it because right. um, I, I don't think my seven-year-old needs to listen Probably to Dr. Octagon no, and no, cool, no. Like, they, cool, 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 cool Keith, Keith is going not off, for the kids. Going off in some places. Uh, Wu-Tang maybe <laughs> no. for the children. Cool Keith is not. No. No, but so my freshman year of college in, in 97, my roommate had uh, – he kind of introduced me to like a little bit more – like techno and house music stuff like that. He kind of introduced me more into like some punk stuff, and he had Doctor Octagon, Doctor Octagon, ecologist, mm-hmm. um, with on uh, vinyl, and I just went years later finally tracked down the CD, and like that instrumental version of it doesn't exist on like any streaming platforms. Nope. So I'm glad that I have kept that CD because I love the instrumental versions of it, and oh. I wouldn't have it any other way if I hadn't kept the physical media for it. Right. I mean, that's wow. That's insane. I don't even yeah. think I. I don't even think I knew that the instrumentals existed out there. Yeah, it's just that's huh. the. I don't know for any of the other because I think there's only like two other Doctor Octagon albums, and one of them's recent. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's the only one I've ever seen that was just as, as straight instrumental but yeah prior to that i was listening i was he was i was playing dj shadow and my kid loves dj shadow uh which is quite fascinating to me that a seven-year-old is rocking out to introducing <laughs> um but then I, I just i've always you know i know the things i like so i always try to ask people who have like different musical tastes for their like input mm-hmm. um and that's one of the nice things in a locker room. There's plenty of people to kind of, you know, pull musical ID, like musical input from and kind of suggestions. I did it with with Seth Rollins when we were in Ring of Honor together. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it with uh, Pelly Primo in Ring of Honor. I did it with, I, I recently did it after listening to um, <clears throat> Malachi Black on, um, on the uh, Turned Out a Punk podcast. I actually, like, picked his brain is like can I, I just throw some music at me to check out and uh one of my good friends bird um he uh he's same he's like great for like you know try these punk this different punk music you know I, that i think you'll like and gives me suggestions so i just like to you know pick anyone's brains for different musical things i can i can uh sink my teeth into very cool um do you know are you familiar with daniel Macabe? Yes. Okay. Uh, he, on his um, on his Twitter account, he will regularly, I think every day, basically um, throw out just like, "Hey, listen to this," and I've okay. I've discovered some some pretty interesting stuff from him. Nice. So nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, Malachi Black turned me towards um, Cruel Hand and Guns Up were two of the ones that he gave me that I've looked into that I've enjoyed, and then okay. I have like a whole like six or seven different things that I put in my uh, my notes app. To, to 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 find nice uh this yeah, so yeah. one of the things that i do with with hit my music is for my patreon subscribers i actually put together a uh a playlist in spotify um 
that kind of like I curate based on the episode and based on the music that we talk about in the episode. Ah. This episode is going all like we're we're not even through the first half of the episode, and this this playlist is going to be wild. <laughs> It's it's it is it's so all over the place and then there's the times where I'm just like I made on my personal Spotify I made a whole playlist of video game soundtracks I like okay uh, from from like The Last of Us one and two the Arkham games sure. um, Metal Gear Solid games um, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima which I've never even played the game but I love the soundtrack love the songs, yeah. Uh, yeah exactly like it's just the Final Fantasy games. Um, and then my kid loves video game soundtracks, so then it's like I'm listening to Mario music and music from Sonic and and you know the Harry Potter soundtracks because he's in love with Harry Potter nice. movies and uh, yeah, it is uh, we're a very musically inclined household okay. as far as listening to it. Um, my wife uh, she hasn't played in a while, but she was a great saxophone player when, oh, wow. in like high school. Um, but yeah, there's pretty much always music in this house. Uh, nice. Either we're watching wrestling or listening to music. Sounds perfect to me. Uh, do you still get into yeah. the gym on a regular basis? Um, I <laughs> not lately. Okay. I had a really, I had a uh, something. I'm still at this point. I'm going through like going through physical therapy for okay. something in my left shoulder and neck that they have not identified in either X-ray or MRI oh, form. Cool. So my gym time has been uh, very limited. Okay. I usually ask As if you have play, if you have playlists for when you work out. I'll just so when I do oh. though, I just it's it's um I usually just pick an artist on like Spotify because okay. it's all and just like all right today is gonna be Slipknot day today is gonna be DMX day today is gonna be you know whatever I just I pick whatever artist I'm feeling or you know, style I guess sure. sometimes it's just you know here's '90s hip hop here's grunge here is uh. First Wave, the First Wave channel on Sirius. Because um, Sirius app has a bunch of, like, really cool music channels, too, that aren't on like, the radio yep. versions, the, like the car versions. Yep. They have a, an acoustic grunge channel. Oh, wow. They have, like, a deep cut version of First Wave. They have a deep cut version of Lithium. I need and to then, explore that more. It, yeah, and then well, you remember Faction used to be on the main stuff, and then they booted it and brought it back as one of those app-only stations. Okay. So, if you're a punk fan as well, like Faction is, I was very grateful that it still exists in the app. Nice. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, so I don't have any playlists I've personally made as like my gym playlist, right. but yeah, just whatever I'm feeling that day. Sounds good. Um, road trips. Do you still do very, very many road trips, or are you mostly flying these days? Mostly flying. Okay. Uh, yeah. On a plane, yeah. are you a music guy, or are you are you watching movies and listening to podcasts? If I have, if it's a plane where I can get Wi-Fi, mm -hmm. it's music. Otherwise, I just download podcasts okay. and kind of just you know listen to those as they're in the flight. Uh, rarely rarely movies every once in a while okay. if it's like some of the planes have like episodes of 30 for 30 on them so if it's one i haven't seen i'll watch those and then i was watching like the wu-tang not the documentary that actually has wu-tang in it but kind of like the uh who was it done by showtime or stars or whatever um they put like the first three parts of it on the Delta on Delta's movie oh, okay. thing, so I like watch those. Nice. But it's it's like the dramatized version of right. the Wu Tang story. Yeah, so it's but yeah, mostly it's mostly it is podcasts. Okay. Varying from 
wrestling podcast to you know music podcast to for a while was listening to like some true crime podcasts. Okay. Just again, it's kind of whatever is uh whatever strikes my fancy that day. Makes a lot of sense. Um we're gonna take a quick break. We will be back on the other side when we will really start talking about wrestling and we'll we'll get into uh Shane's entrance themes. So we will be back after this. <laughs> my music i'm david kincannon and i'm here with shane hagedorn uh thanks so much again for being on the show shane that first segment was a lot of fun um let's yeah. talk about wrestling when did you first start watching wrestling i i fit into the stereotype of as long as i can remember okay i yeah, as long as i can remember it's been a part of my my viewing life um through my father my okay. dad was a, a wrestling guy a very big like piper fan DiBiase mm-hmm. fan he was he, he would refer to the ones, the, the wrestlers that were his favorite as his guys. Like, it even <laughs> going on for my entire life. Nice. I heard my guy Goldberg was coming back. <laughs> I heard, what, what what did my guy Goldberg do? You know, he was saying that in the 90s, and he's still saying it in 2021. Um, you know, he was a huge, he loved Piper. Uh, that was, like, I think his all-time favorite. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was him. He would, you know, have friends over and, you know, buy the, rent the Coliseum, VHS tapes of you know the WWF pay per views that right. really come out like four or five six months after the show, but you know we'd go rent them when they came out and have friends over to the house and he would you know, make order us all pizza and then cook us all breakfast in the morning. Nice. Yeah, it's it's been. I remember watching WrestleMania six at a friend's house and he had his Macho Man and uh, he had his the, the Macho Man, I mean Warrior and Hogan like wrestling buddies and mm. yeah, just uh, it, it's it's always been there. Nice. But it, as but it was WWF for the longest time okay. because I, I guess what, in part I think because of where I lived, and in part because I did not understand when I saw WCW like Saturday Night for the first time that it was a different company. I think my young brain just assumed it was like a different version of the WWF. Sure, because I remember watching like Flying Brian Pillman, you know. Year, you know, a couple of years before he came into WWF in the you know, in the early Attitude Era, and, right? You know, seeing the Road Warriors and seeing that Ric Flair, not just you know 1992, 93 Ric Flair, but it just I never realized I was watching something different because it aired on Pass Sports, <laughs> which I don't even know if that was a thing anywhere else I, outside of it, like where I. It does not sound grew, familiar you know, to Michigan. me. I grew up. Yeah. I grew up in the St. Louis area. Um, it yeah, does yep. not sound familiar. So yeah. Uh, do you have any particularly fond memories of wrestler entrance themes from when you were a kid, or even from like your teen years when you were watching wrestling? Oh man, what's what's so weird when I look back on it is how few people actually had entrance music in those earlier years. Sure, like Hogan. Piper, but it was live, like people yeah, was, actually playing bagpipes. bagpipes. You know, it was you know Warrior. 
but they, they, it was such a rare, it was a rarity in the earliest years of when I you know, was watching wrestling. Sure. And so those, they really stood out, especially Macho Man's. Yeah. Pomp and Circumstance, like that stands out so much uh, above and beyond, I think, anyone else's themes. But I would be, and in part also, I was a big fan of his. I was a big fan of Jake Roberts. So when he had entrance music, it was, and then Piper. I think it always came back to Piper for me. <laughs> I, I, I did. I, I loved him uh, even as a kid, and probably you know influenced by my dad. But sure, man, those. And then as you move on, Warriors music. It's you know, love or hate the guy. It's his entrance. You can't not get pumped up to that entrance music. True, like that. That you can't not hear that music and not just want to like run through a wall. That, <laughs> that music makes you want to run through a wall. Yeah, it's it's and then man, I uh, as I get older, it's when you get into the words music for everybody up and down the roster. Like you know, the Attitude Era had some of the most entertaining music, whether it be DX's theme, Austin's right. theme, um, uh, the Nation of Domination theme. Like with JC and Wolfie D, like actually yeah. doing it live, that was great stuff. Yeah, and you know, and then you get the latter, like Triple H's first entrance music, as he the, with the Chris Warren band. Those were I thought fairly memorable themes for the time frame. And No Chance in Hell, like that that's that is uh, ever that is an evergreen theme. Yep, it's there's there's so many. I, I was definitely a collector of the the WWF the musics nice for the longest time I even had uh, when they did like the collection that was like five discs right yeah yeah I, that, that was probably the last one of those things I bought but yeah I, I I and then ECW brought in like a whole nother you know you know music you know you know that introduced not that I was diving deep into their catalog but then it's like what is a grin spoon <laughs> All right. Well, guess what? I just found a Grinspoon <laughs> CD in the two dollar bin at Flat Black and Circular on on Michigan State's campus. Nice. All right, I'll buy this. You know, listen to "Snap Your Finger, Snap Your Neck" and, uh, and "Soul Coughing" with Circles and for Danny Doring and uh, or not not so not Circles with um. Oh God, I just forgot the name of the song. I can hear it in my head, but I forgot the name of the song. I can't let the man go through. Let the man go through. Move upside. <laughs> I can't think of the name of the song. Yeah, and then obviously, you know, getting some uh, with Enter Sandman, or, right? You know, with some Offspring in there, Allison Chains in there. Like it, there was just a whole nother style of using real songs as entrance music. Right. Yeah. That that was that was something new to 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 me. You know, I wasn't. I was not a purveyor of like indie wrestling events until sure. like ninety, maybe two ninety nine two thousand. Um, so you know, I wasn't seeing these shows where people were using real entrance music. So watching ECW and hearing real songs, mainstream modern music, as opposed to you know the produced you know, WWF Jim Johnston produced stuff or Jimmy Hart produced stuff. So that was like a whole nother. Like wow, what you, it kind of gives you a whole nother idea of what you can do with entrance music. That makes perfect sense. Um, that's definitely I I, hadn't, I don't think I'd ever really like thought about it that way in terms of you know going from 
you know, watching the WWF and all of those in-house, you know, themes. And then you're right, going to uh, ECW and all of their mainstream, you know, their alternative stuff. That's, that's interesting. Like even, and it sticks with me, like even to this day in 2021, when I hear walk, when I hear Pantera's Mm -hmm. walk, and if you remember, Fonzie, sometimes in the background, it would go, he would do Sabu's pose, pointing at the guy. Respect, and he would do, you know, he would do the RVD yep, the double thumbs. thumbs pose, and then it would say walk, and he would do it right down the middle, like in time to the music. Yep. Uh, if I'm feeling it, sometimes I'll do the same thing. <laughs> Those little moments where I'm like Sabu, RVD, Fonzie, respect, walk. Nice. Yeah, the songs stick with you, and they're sub song. Like I'm not a huge Pantera fan. I like Cemetery Gates. I like Walk, but. Man, wrestling music can do amazing things. Do you think anybody actually likes the song My Way if it wasn't for that <laughs> WrestleMania 17 video? No. But damn it, that's the greatest music video ever made by wrestling. That's true. That nice. time frame where Sunday Night Heat was making like promo videos with these like random, like, the, uh, kind of like, they weren't mainstream bands, but you know, they were. Like trust company, right? You know, or you know, they did that... use cold for music, and there's this one video package I've never been able to quite track down. That's uh, it was like leading up to the '99, like No Mercy '99 match with Triple H in Austin that they did a great video package for. And I just remember it was a female singer, but I could never like hmm. quite find that package. I mean, hell, a video package made Scott Steiner and Test seem like a viable, awesome match. It really did. When it's set to that cold song. Right. Music is amazing for wrestling. It absolutely is. Um, let's talk about live music uh, at wrestling shows. Do you have a favorite live music performance at a wrestling show? Well, let me see. I was at WrestleMania 18. Okay. So I think that's where I got to barely hear Drowning Pool enter, <laughs> do triple. The audio was so. It was just not meant. I don't think they were quite, quite figured that out yet. Right. Like the Sky Dome. Drowning Pool playing that like not so good version of Triple H's theme mm-hmm. to the I, yeah it was weird because that was the Triple H and Jericho match so I saw that one live um man WrestleMania 14 <laughs> <laughs> the, the Chris, the Chris Warren, Warren band playing Sean to the Ring yes nice yeah I don't know it, it's it's I'm a big fan of this. Sometimes a, f- everybody's heard me say this a, a hundred times at this point. I'm a big fan of the Salt and Peppa uh, performance at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But sometimes it just so I don't know. There's a, some of the good, better. I think NXT's had some good ones lately with like Poppy, mm-hmm. or when um, the band that did uh, Alistair Black's music played him, right. Uh, uh, who's that? Then um, I I just drew a blank on the name. Yeah. I almost said code orange or code code orange, but that's not it at all. Um, but they did a good one for that for for NXT. Uh, when oh dude the the guy who played the violin for Shinsuke. Oh Sanchez, yes, absolutely. That was phenomenal. Yes, yeah, like that that might be the biggest like the most standout one of like modern like the most recent wrestling right. I can think of. That, that's a great one. That's a great one. Uh, do you have any thoughts on what makes a good entrance theme? I know you do because we, we actually discussed this a little bit in the DMs. But 
it, the connection between I think there I feel like there needs to be some connection between the theme and the character. Mm-hmm. The theme and the wrestler need to make sense together. Um, even if it's just it makes sense for the person, like the, the person who, who the wrestler. You know, it, 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 like this this music. I connect to this aspect of my character. Or whether it's a backstory for the character, even if it's a backstory you've created in your own head, you know, like I know this is what some actors do. They 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 may not be given a backstory, but they'll create sure. one for their character yep. um, to explain why they are where they are when you start portraying that character. And I think that the music needs to feed into either where you came from, what you're in right now. Uh, it needs to reflect some aspect of of who you're portraying and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and then sometimes it's just absolute magic and it's the perfect song for the perfect wrestler and it's it just all works uh but you never know like and i think it drives me nuts sometimes when themes don't change for like decades mm-hmm. there's some that are evergreen but then there's some i feel like don't necessarily still i don't know like when i want them to be freshened up but you know when they when they click they click right and it's that that song is that wrestler and that wrestler is that song that makes sense that's i love that okay let's talk about your entrance themes in particular all right um so well, i kind of want to go i'm not i usually do this like chronologically but i'm going to switch that up a little bit and i want to go i we're going to go chronologically but by promotions that you've been in So I think the biggest one that most people probably connect you with is Ring of Honor. Um, And so you you started out wrestling in Ring of Honor. Um, October of 2004 is your first match, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, 11 months after I started training. Okay. Uh, That was at the the Midnight Express reunion show. Yes. And you teamed with Matt Turner and Jesse Robinson. Um, and Correct. Matt Turner had a specific song that he entered to. I, had you just not chosen one yet, or I had ones in my head. Okay. Um, I did e wrestling. Okay, E-fed sure. Wrestling. I was I was an e So like, I had some themes in my head that I had used as that as like potentialities. Uh, I just I hadn't nailed anything down, and. It was like this being my first match, the last thought in my brain. Sure. I was still debating on a, 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 a definitive ring name mm. the day of the show. Um, and so this being like, I'm from Michigan. They, Matt Turner had friends there, family there. He was, you know, he lived like two hours away from Philadelphia. Like, like just go ahead. We'll just use your music. Sure. Like, it didn't matter. It didn't matter to me that day. Okay. And, and that song was Cloud Connected by Swedish metal band In Flames. Yeah, I had no idea who it was. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. It was one of those music stars. I'm like, is this our song? I mean, it's, this is our song? Okay, nice. I'll just follow you out. Nice. Yeah. Uh, let's listen no to No idea. That's that's great. I mean, that's uh, that's that's a song that kind of gets you pumped up. I mean, it's it's kind of heavy and 
there's a, you know, there's some, there's some driving in there that kind of pushes you forward. I, I want to say I came out to it one more time because we okay. had a tag match together in an IWA Mid-South show. Okay. Um, that like two weeks, two or three weeks later. So we okay. did like a round, like, a weekend where we each, we had two singles matches and then we teamed together. So I think when we teamed together, uh, uh, we also used that song again for IWA. Okay. All right, and then uh, you moved on, and you actually you found something for you in Ring of Honor, and that was Wish by Nine Inch Nails. Yes. Okay, what yeah. made you choose that? Uh, lyric, lyrical content. Okay. Um, in ter- I, I would realize uh, when I switched it to, to the song that would come next that uh, it didn't fit me as far as presentation, Okay. but it was lyrical content that that made me um pick that song um i was in 25 26 years on my way to hell <laughs> yeah they, and i was 26 years old was i 79 close i was creeping yeah, on that but yeah it was just ly- lyrical content is what made me uh really pick that and because we had uh backtracking a little bit like in training as I'm talking about this, it's coming back to me. Um, sure. In training, like we, the, the those of us who were training in that first uh, class under under uh, CM Punk's, would have discussions. And like one of the ideas that uh, one of the other guys, um, his name was Evan Starsmore, one of my really good friends, lives down in Florida now. He presented was each of us coming out to a different AFI song. Okay, uh, so kind of so that was like. One I yeah one idea that was battered around and just you know uh, this is what my ring name is gonna be this is what I think I'm gonna do like just right. various ideas and so I think when it finally came down to it so I was that song and I want to say one of the two E Fed characters I created also I gave that song to <laughs> I feel like, yeah nice yeah all right uh... you know, it's just it, it it just it but it, it I used it sporadically because we didn't have entrance music for a long time um there are a lot uh when we would do the 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 dark matches the pre-shows um which we started doing on the regular in july of 05 with the homecoming event we didn't have entrance music okay it was only if we were on the main shows that we had entrance music. So there was a lot of events in Ring of Honor that I did not have any music. Okay. That... And I would use that. I would have my music for elsewhere. But on those times for that first like year, yeah, it was it was that. Okay. This is the first day. Let's go on to Alice in Chains. Uh, Hate to Feel, you used next. That was kind of the, the follow-up to Wish. And what was it about that song? I know you similar kind of a similar thing. Lyrical content. Right. It was the song that I gave to my E-Fed character. Okay. Uh, and it was the song that... I think I wanted to use from the beginning okay. and just, I think I was trying to try something like a little faster because hate to feel is very slow. It's very sludgy. 
Okay. Um, it's you know, it's 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 go. I think I feel like that's one of their songs that goes beyond grunge into like sludge. Right. And. But it, it fit. It fit how I presented myself. It fit the pace that I walked to the ring, because Wish is a very fast-paced, rapid song. Sure. I did not at all present myself like a running to the ring, you know, <laughs> rapidly going around at you know. And then by the point, by the time I introduced Hate to Feel as my song, I was one of the few full-fledged heels of the the graduates of the wrestling school. So that fit me. That slow methodical walk to the ring with a stupid smile on my face a sneer that made even my friends want to punch me uh and i that first show that i used it at was um showdown in motown and that was the first show that we were doing in in detroit so i was home sure Uh, my uncles and my grandparents my uncle my dad his future wife uh and my grandparents my uncles were there and i was wrestling in a top of the class trophy match which got thrown on us at the last minute because it wasn't supposed to happen that day okay but it's like i get entrance music i cool I'm, i want to use the song uh and i had had you know wayne who wayne who did our sound music he kind of clipped it a little bit so it cut out because I, I wasn't sure that the you know, drops an F-bomb in there, like, a couple times. So right. He cleaned it up a little bit so I could also use it elsewhere. And it just, it fit. And afterwards, I remember Gabe saying to me, why the hell didn't you use that music from the beginning? That's <laughs> perfect. That music is perfect. You're only using that music. You're never using any other music, just that song. That's great. Well, since I wrestle mostly on the pre-shows and don't get music anyway, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it it uh, it, it it I felt it like that 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 music I felt it, like, and and I think that was one of the things that made it so. And I would realize later with different entrance musics that I didn't have a choice in, um, how much different it was for me to feel what I was walking out to versus just a song that was you know put upon me because right. of who i was teaming with or group i was in um, it made a big difference in in i guess my headspace when i walked out That actually leads into a, um, a sort that sort of segues us into your time teaming with Adam Pierce as part of Sweet and Sour Incorporated. Yeah, um, because if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, Black Betty by Ram Jam was his theme song. Uh, yes. Well, initially when he came in, he he came into Freebird on his first. Oh, that's outings, that's and right. Then, uh, they did a whole promo with him and Cornette, and he changed it, and then Ram Jam is what we is what was landed on okay and so you were coming out to that so that was kind of that's one of those situations where that's kind of thrown upon you yeah and i liked the song i really liked the song but yeah that was an example of it just it didn't put me in that headspace right yeah it was it it was a little bit more of work Mm -hmm. to get myself in that 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 headspace, that mentality, you know, then just kind of 
came with hate to feel with ram jam it was more it wasn't as natural flowing if that makes any sense no that, that makes sense. And then kind of your final theme song, sort of, in Ring of Honor. Uh, at the time that you were managing the Kings of Wrestling, you performed in a six-man tag team with them. Six-man tag team match yeah. with them. Final Battle 2010, where I got to, I got to uh, check one of my wrestling bucket list items off, um, where I got to have a, a video package made without me. Nice. That's always one of my wrestling yeah. buckles. I just want a video package that, that I'm included in. That was one of them for that match with me, uh, the Kings versus the Briscoes. Right. But yeah, that was that. I love that. See, that was an entrance music, the, the KOW. That, that was easy to kind of slide into the headspace and get into it. And okay. just the dynamic amongst, you know, me, Chris Hero, Claudio Castagnoli, and Sarah Del Rey was more like, that was like a family vibe. Okay. Now I was managing the American Wolves at the same time, and it was two very different vibes. And the, the Kings of Wrestling vibe was much more like we were the, you know, it was called the royal family. Right. And that song just, man, K O W, Kings, K O W, Kings, K O W. We will rule you. Like, yeah, it, it was. And then the the one time that it, we got to come out to it live, like where Cody actually sang it live, like that was awesome. That was just such a like cool moment and just energetic. And you just felt you felt that one. talk a little about your time in Chikara, um, most of which was sort of right at the beginning of your career. Yeah. Um, mostly teaming with Davey Andrews. Um, and you guys showed up the first time at the Chikara Tag World Grand Prix 2005. Uh, and you came out to live for this by Hatebreed. Yes. Yeah, that was Davey's music um, okay. on our first matches. And that was the music he used so i was just saying it was kind of like all right fine we'll just stick with your music it's sure. good i like it you know it's it, it it's it's good yes it's definitely um it's it's like a punch in the face mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um it, and it very much that was a good example that was a song that wonderfully fit him sure yeah. let's go And then you had you guys used uh, Romper Stomper by Transplants, which you had also used uh, early on in IWA Mid South. I literally had to go back and watch because I had no <laughs> recollection of this. So I went back and I watched the lone IWA Mid South show that I'm on that is on uh, IWTV. Yep. And. I was like, I don't even remember coming out to this music. Like, why did I come out to this? I guess I just said, play whatever. Because whatever. I, I, it made me curious if I came out to that on me, any of the other nights that I was there huh. on that first. Because what that was, that was the quad shot weekend. So I was there, you know, it was the night I wrestled two nights against Matt Turner, one night against Jimmy Jacobs, and then the fourth night we tag teamed, me and Matt Turner tag teamed. Okay. 
And I'm like, did I use that song every night? Because I have no recollection of that entrance music at all. Well, that's interesting, considering that you would end up using it again uh, at, at the Chikara show War Grapes. Yeah, um, yeah. In March of I'm 2005. Been... Nope, I, I'm going to go with that. was just like, Davey, what do you have on you? Because I okay. didn't bring any music. Sure. <laughs> just play something. I don't care. Whatever. That works. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was just such a weird to, to watch myself come out to that and just have no recollection. <laughs> like, and for the fact that we used it in Chikara, in my head, I was like, all we ever used was Man in Black as a tag team. That's all I remembered ever using. Oh, okay. With me and him. That... That's the one you used the longest, for sure. Yeah. Um, and that because... was, you know, that was it's appropriate. Like, we were, you know, as part of our our system, you know, for the, the two classes from the Ring of Honor school that came on under Bunk, uh, it was all black gear until we were, you know, graduated to colors. You right. know, very, um, you know, Japanese dojo-like system with that. And so since me and Davey were in all black, him in trunks and me in a singlet, He's one day he was just like, Do you want to use Man in Black? I'm like, Sure, perfect. Makes sense. Let's do it. Yeah. So that, that, that was, it was literally just a song that is, This is what we look like. Here's a song that's called Man in Black. Go. You go. Alternatively, you could have come out to Men in Black. Oh, wow. That would have been a whole other, that would have been better. That would have fit Chikara. It would have. That would have definitely fit the Chikara vibe. <laughs> I don't think it would have fit us at all. No, probably but not. But. <laughs> Uh, before oh, yeah. so before before Man in Black, uh, you guys actually came out on one show to Mister Self Destruct by Nine Inch Nails, which is a so, fascinating entrance song. Because... So that was me solo. Oh, oh, oh you're right, it was because that was when you and yes. Davy Andrews fought. Um, yeah, we he were, came we out did... to live for this. Yeah, we did like they did a for the Young Lions Cup that year. They did That's like right. a round robin qualifier between me, Davy Andrews, Matt Turner, and Anthony Franco. Right, and so with it being my first, I was like. I'll have different, I, in my head, I was like, I'll just have different music for any place I wrestle, like different singles music instead sure. of like one, the same theme everywhere. I was just like, this will be my Chikara entrance music. And I love the way Mr. Self-Destruct starts. But yeah, the pounding. It's like someone's pounding on the door. Right. Trying to get, let me in. Uh, yeah, and I just, boom. And then the lyrical content perfectly fit how I envisioned myself as a wrestler, like the character in my head. Um, Cause I would say Chikara was the first place that I felt like I got to be the me. I, I always wanted to be as a wrestler. Okay. Um, because I don't think quite cared enough about any of us to like <laughs> bother to uh, micromanage us like he would his own kids. Sure. Uh, you know, like his own students and his own thing. You know, we didn't get micromanaged like that. It was just kind of like, these are your matches. So this was the place where I got to just be the Shane Hagedorn that I wanted to be, right. which was kind of like that, 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 that really jerk character. Like right. Eddie Kingston commentary called me the jerk Shane Hagedorn, <laughs> yep. the animal Davy Andrews. And I thought this music just lyrically speaking fit who I perceive Shane Hagedorn to be. That makes sense. At that time. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, I'm the voice inside your head and I control you. I needle in your vein and I control you. Like, yeah. I, I thought it was, it just, and, and then that intro with that intro, it was just like this, this intro felt like ready made for pro wrestling. Man, the voice is 
right. Um, so you and Davey used Man in Black for most of the rest of the time that you were together in Chikara. Um, and then you came back uh, for um, a show in November of 2006 where you participated in a six-man tag team match. Your teammates were Rhett Titus and Pelly Primo. And you came out to Skunks by Lars Friedrichsen and the Bastards. That I picked that song literally because it was the only song on the entire album that didn't drop multiple f bombs, and it's Chikara. That makes sense. So, but I didn't need to worry about it because in the middle of the match, Rhett Titus dropped one himself. So, mm. <laughs> I just wanted something with like a long intro. It was really just being obnoxious. Like it was really being obnoxious, and uh, I, I think part of it was me and Davey. So on our exit from Chikara what we kind of had in our heads planned for ourselves. I want to say we were going to use this song anyway. Oh. Uh, and then we ended up, you know, being fired without ever being fired. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's how it ended up kind of being in my head as entrance music to use. And I was just like, well, I'll just bring it back for this. Okay. You know, cause I, I couldn't use like switchblade, which is what me and him wanted to use. Right. Um, that is completely anti-Chikara not, not, song. Not going to work not, in, in the, uh, no. the Chikara bubble. No, no, not at all. Not at all. So, and I just, I liked having that really long, obnoxious intro. Um, I never got to, that was my my dream theme uh, that I never got to use. Uh, would have been one of those long, obnoxious intros. Okay. Um, and then you would come back uh, in for King of Trios 2008 as part of Team uh, Team Ring of Honor with Rhett Titus again, and this time Alex Payne as your third as your third member. Um, and you guys would come in to Breathe by Pink Floyd, which is yeah, a I... a fascinating theme to enter to. Of the three people on that team, do you want to take a guess at who picked it? I I would. I, I guess my my gut reaction would be Rhett, but exactly. Okay. So at some random other at some other random indie uh, in Jersey, UWC maybe, uh, Rhett and I teamed up, and it was either me and Rhett or me Rhett and Vin Gerard. Is it? I can't remember if it was a tag match or six man tag, and that was the music Rhett picked to come out to. Okay. Uh, and so I was just like, let's just do it again. Why not? And it's because again, it shocked the hell out of me that this is what Rhett picked, and I was loving the fact that he picked a Pink Floyd song. Yeah. So it just, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was Rhett's choice, and I just rolled with it because it's a phenomenal song. Um, you have used uh, some some songs uh, multiple times in multiple places. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, I'm thinking of Obsession by Animotion, which has a <laughs> long history with wrestling. Yeah. Uh, you used it in uh, FIP uh, from 2005 to 2007. And then you used it um, with Alex Payne in Pro Wrestling Explosion more, way more recently, like in February of 2019. Yeah, yeah, we um, 
It was because that was the in FIP that was the theme for uh, DP Associates, Dave okay. Prezak Associates. Okay. So that was another one of those. Here's a theme given to you. Sure. Don't really have a choice. Uh, so it just you know never really I didn't vibe with it as much then. Okay. But then you know I took I, my little hiatus from wrestling and I, I came back to manage Alex Payne, who was my my best friend. Right. Um, and uh, I came back in to manage him at On Point Wrestling and in Pro Wrestling Explosion. And he was using that as his theme as he kind of was morphing his character from the American Psycho to the Obsession. And it just, it vibed so much more when it was me and him. And sure. it, it just, and it, it fit better and it worked uh, for the character he was portraying. And I even in like the last time that we did it, I actually even mashed it up like with, we mashed, obs- I mashed Obsession because I ended up having my first match back in several years. So for PWE, I mashed Obsession into um, Looking in View. Okay. Uh, because that was, you know, another song that we will talk about, but yep. another Alice in Chains song that we right. use. So I kind of blended a different, a few different eras of, of Shane Hagedorn and Alex Payne into one song. Um, back in 2004, you uh, did some wrestling for WWWA. Oh, good lord. Yes, <laughs> yes I did. Where you very uh, briefly, you very briefly um, used a sort of house kind of techno version of the Star Wars Imperial March. Yep. Um, yes, and then, and then a year or so later, Brian Danielson came out to it. <laughs> It's like, and there's no way Brian would have ever known that sure. I had used that music at this random tiny little uh, indie in a in a farmer's market, in <laughs> Zern's farmer's market in PA. But uh, it just was so funny because I I was just like, really? Huh? Okay. <laughs> glad I ne- glad I never tried to use that here. Right. Uh, and then you also used AFI's Death of Seasons. Yeah. So that was the tie back to you know that conversation we'd had during training. Right. Okay. Of like each of us um, using different like song. punk themes. So I, I, when I when I sent that to you, is that one of the themes I was trying to remember in my brain because punk actually came to one of those shows because oh. he didn't live too, he didn't live too far away from okay. where the this farmer's market was. And I was trying to remember whether or not he came to one of the shows where I used the Imperial March, or if he came to one of the shows where I was using the AFI music. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and you and Pelly Primo um, had a tag team for a little while in ECWA, and that was—is that the lone time you used Local H uh, as your theme? Music? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I, I used Local H back in the day. So right. Local H is my, as I said, my all-time favorite band, and it's the only time that I ever just was like, I don't care if it makes sense. I don't care if we drive for this for what we were doing. Like, I were using this song. Because back in the day, is like a really high-pitched, like, punk, get-in-the-pit sort of uh, song. And so we came out. And for anyone who gets this reference, we did Dun & Marcos's entrance. So we okay. ran out. We were circled the ring, high-fiving everybody around the ring. And this is me being a babyface, which is the most awkward thing <laughs> in the world. I've done it, like, three times in 
the entire like decade that I wrestled. I think I did it like three times. Like we did everything. Like we basically just ripped off Dunn and Marcos. We did like their shoulder uh, electric chair position. Senton is the in the match. Like we just did Dunn and Marcos a shtick, and I, it was glorious to be able to come up to a local age song. It made me so happy. <laughs> and then of course I forgot the CD. Oh <laughs> yes, I had my original copy from when the CD got released that was in such bad shape that it wasn't unplayable anymore. And I had like a burned copy that was playable and I left the burned copy in, in Delaware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. No, no, Bummer. no, not at all. Uh, in uh. ACPW, you use two different Alice in Chains songs. The, uh, the first was get born again. And then you used a so, looking in view, um, which we briefly mentioned. We'll talk about it more here. Yeah, so Get Born Again was, so I got, I fractured my shoulder in 2008. Um, Glory by Honor, I guess that would be eight. Yeah, I think it would be Glory by Honor eight, Glory by Honor seven. I don't remember. It was at the arena. Okay. And I fractured my shoulder in a six-man tag and didn't wrestle for like a year and a half, two years. And that was the time time frame where I ended up kind of sliding into this the the management position right. that you know that Larry Sweeney had, and ended up with the Wolves and the Kings. So when I kind of got my stuff back together and got myself back into like a ring ring condition and was wrestling again, um, get born again just felt like the only song that made sure. sense. It, it was the only song that made sense to me to um, to pull as my interest music. Right. And I mean, that, that totally makes sense. I, I, you're, you're coming back. You're getting born again. Yeah. And I used it. I forgot that I also used it at Pro Wrestling Respect. Oh, okay. So they were kind of like simultaneous. As Pro Wrestling Respect was like a smaller kind of uh, in indie company that Delirious ran before. He was doing it before he took over as the booker for Ring of Honor. Right. Um, so he was doing it at a little armory in Jersey. Uh, so that was where I first came back was doing, was in that and with using that song. And it was just, it, it, it made the most sense as, as, as a theme to use for that. And I wanted to maintain kind of like the Alice in Chains continuity. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes sense. I'm still using Alice in Chains and, but it's just this song that's more appropriate to the now. Right. And then looking in view, that was um, the first time I heard it. It just clicked with me. And so I would use that. That became our, I created a faction called the Hellions in ACPW. Right. That was myself, Alex Payne, and then, you know, briefly Ernie Osiris would join us as well before the company just kind of went away. And uh, I was like, okay. I, I always liked the idea um of this is the this is the the factions theme, but the individuals could have their own. Okay, that makes sense. So like you know we have the group theme that was looking in view, and then but I know I have you know get born again. Ernie has whatever his song is, and Alex would have you know his specific song. Right. Um, and as as our, our our own signature unifiers, but you know here is the the overarching theme for the the group as a whole. And that's kind of how I envisioned, you know, looking in view being 
And uh, again, it's as with all Alice in Chains songs, though, it also was like lyrically, it, it always connected with, with it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's like my favorite off of I think all of the albums um, with the with the second singer. That's probably my okay. favorite song of all of it as well. <laughs> sure, get that. Um, and then the last song we're going to talk about has a little bit of a wrestling connection itself, and that is uh, "Roman Holiday" by Every Time I Die, who yes. most people listening to this will know. Um, Andy Williams, the Butcher, uh, is the guitar player for Every Time I Die. Yeah, it was it was fun when I when I tell him, yeah. So I probably owe you royalties because, um, <laughs> you know, we used your uh, your theme as entrance music for for a bit <laughs> for your That's great. What made you choose? Yeah, that, that was um, what's that? What made you choose that? So that was um, the little faction we had in NWA Force One, um, called the Blackgate Asylum, right. which any buddy listening who's a batman fan can very much clearly see where we pulled that from sure where i or i can't remember i pulled it or alex payne pulled it but uh there was a different theme before that that i don't recall and then when pelly uh got he was like what about this this seems to fit better than this song that we're using and it did um it fit much better uh, lyrically speaking kind of the vibe of what the black gate asylum was going for uh, it, it was a much better fit than whatever song it was that that uh, that pain had initially picked for the group um yeah and that, so that's how that came to be okay uh, yeah. yeah it's uh and then yeah so when i first you know i started working for aw and butcher and the blade came in it was like <laughs> i don't know it was one of those funny those funny moments for me sure that's that's fun uh yeah. but it's for this day and i actually made I, I made an edit for that song for uh after the group disbanded and okay. alex kind of kept the song i had an edit I can't remember if I made it myself or if I went back and I asked Wayne, um, who did the Ring of Honor sound, to do it, where I cut in uh, the beginning. Julia Roberts from Natural Born Killers, when she's singing, I was born, naturally born, born bad. Hmm. And it cuts into the song. Because the the song's got like a 45, 30 to 45 second intro before it really kicks in. So just had that audio clip, and then it kicked right into where the, 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 the vocals in... Roman Holiday actually start. Nice. Yeah, I always liked I, I liked that if it fit, you know, whether it be a vocal track or just you know blending one music into another, if it fits and it makes sense. And I felt like that idea of like naturally born, born bad, feeding into that song for a heel character uh, fit really well. And Wayne did a good job of mixing them together too. It wasn't just like vocal. Just it wasn't top. just like audio clip cut music. <laughs> you know, they're. There were some sure. old Ring of Honor themes that had that that just did not fit. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, you know, we, you do what you can, I suppose. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's much easier to do it yourself now than it was, you know, 15 years oh, ago. Oh, I'm sure. When you're just kind of, yeah, dumbing, dumbing, dumbing my way through it to try and edit music together, two different tracks or anything right. like that. All right, so that was a, that was a wild ride. All those songs. Um, one final question for you. I do this on every episode. Uh, okay. It's what I call the Tony Khan proposition. 
And that is, <laughs> if if money and rights were no object, what would be your dream entrance song? So I always had this, uh, I don't know, terribly awful idea <laughs> of just one time, one time using In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins as entrance music. <laughs> but I had to be allowed to not come out until the drums kicked in, which is like three minutes, 10 seconds, something like that into the song. I wanted to force people to sit there for three minutes before a wrestler came through the curtain because I wanted to see what the reaction would be. Would sure. fans just boo it? Like, would you eventually get it's This is so ridiculous. They start cheering it because it's obnoxious. Right. Uh, I, yeah, it's, it, it, that was my dream. Uh, that, that would be my dream entrance is to in the air tonight, but entering when the drums kick in. That's, that is, I think that's brilliant. Um, especially as sort of a trolling move. Like, I think that's, I think that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. Thank you so much for being on the show, Shaden. This was great. This was a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. An absolute pleasure. I'm, I always love discussing music and then, like, you know, mixing music with pro wrestling. Uh, perfect. There's yes. such a synergy between the two, and they, they, they feed off each other and help build each other. And, yeah, it's, it's I love the idea of this when you when you pitched it to me. So oh, I, I so appreciate excited. that. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, why don't you tell people where they can find you online? Uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Hagedorn Shane. Uh, just Shane Hagedorn on Facebook. And then um, I have my podcast, which is at an honorable mention. So it's just at an honorable pod on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And then, yeah, if you come to an AEW show, maybe you'll see me wandering around <laughs> somewhere. Uh, I deal with the merchandise end of things there and write content for the websites. There you go. So if you ever read the show, the TV previews, or the pay-per-view previews, that's uh, my handiwork. Nice. Nice. Keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind the next time I see one of those. Thank you. All right. Uh, this has been Hit My Music. We will see you next episode. Hit My Music is a proud member of the soon-to-be-named network. You can find a variety of podcasts at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com, including add-ons with wrestling, we need wrestling, longbox heroes, and more. You can follow the show at Hit My Music Pod on Twitter, and you can email the show at hitmymusicpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by subscribing to my Patreon at patreon.com slash jinglemeister. The theme song for Hit My Music is Contract Killer by me, the Jinglemeister. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.